Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. We're really honored to get to talk to Dave Zimmerman, a Pennsylvania state representative. Uh, representative, thank you for being on with us. And you are a part of the Freedom Caucus on the state level. So um, up until very recently, I was only aware of the Freedom Caucus in Washington, D.C. But now we hear what's happening at the state legislatures, and this is so encouraging. Talk to us about that. Sure. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so good to be on here tonight. Uh, uh, thank you for that. So we recently uh, formed a Freedom Caucus in Pennsylvania and uh, spent some time down in Washington, D.C. as a group and uh, kind of got organized and and uh, work closely with uh, with uh, Congressman Perry on organizing our team in Pennsylvania. And of all the states across the country that have a Freedom Caucus, Pennsylvania is actually the largest. We have 23 members out of uh, 101 uh, Republicans at this point. So we're looking at uh, about almost 25% of our, our caucus is part of the Freedom Freedom Caucus. So some good training in Washington, D.C. and very well organized. Uh, Representative Don Kiefer is our chair and, and uh, Representative David Rowe is assisting her and, and <clears throat> very well organized. I've, I've been kind of multitasking actually because we, <laughs> we also have a Zoom call uh, as, a, as a Freedom Caucus this evening in light of what's happening in Pennsylvania. That is extremely encouraging to hear. By the way, if you and I can be communication after this call, for those 23, I'd love to supply you free copies of the book, Well Versed, which lays out the biblical foundations to 30 political topics. Just give those to you, not to read through, because you don't have time to do that, but as kind of an encyclopedia to go to when a topic comes up. But we'll we'll talk offline on that one. Okay. Uh, tell good. me a little bit, tell people a little bit more about the actual, free, the commitments of the Freedom Caucus. We touched on that briefly with the congressman. Take us a step further. And then are you aware Am I correct? There's about, is it eight states so far that have Freedom Caucuses, or are you aware of the other states that do or do not have them? Yes, there's, there is eight. There's uh, several others that are uh, attempting to get organized, uh, uh, but there's eight so far, and, and I'm excited about what, what can happen. So what's actually it's actually taking place here in Pennsylvania, and, and very encouraging, is that uh, we actually have a person that uh, joined us that's actually helps us be organized. Uh, and he's at, at the Capitol every day that we're in session. And so we, uh, we can meet you know, throughout the course of the day. We're very well organized with, uh, with a signal account to kind of speak to each other during the course of a day. And, and because you know when we're on the floor, we're kind of scattered all across the chamber and this way, you know, we can communicate no matter where we are and, uh, and what's happening. And really what's happening in, in recent days is, is really showing us how effective uh, we, we can be. And as long as we stay organized, stay united, uh, we have, uh, we're going to have a, a lot of opportunities. We have people listening to this from all across America. Do you know by chance what those states are, any of the other states? that are organizing Freedom Caucuses in their state legislatures? Uh, I better not start naming who all they are because I'm gonna miss some, but uh, there's several that are 
in the South and there's some uh, in the Midwest. And, you know, and again, there's a lot of conversation with several other states about adding Freedom Caucuses there as well. So I think as, as this year goes along, we're going to have a number of Freedom Caucuses and all of us are working very closely with, uh, you know, Congressman Perry and his team in Washington, D.C. So we've also been kind of kept informed on what they're doing in D.C. So it's a it's a it's a good relationship and we're all on the same team and, you know, all similar values and and it's uh, it's the right thing to do and the right time to do it. Abby, uh, you're you're deeply entrenched in uh, the policies and the politics of Pennsylvania in a wonderful way. Um, the confiscation of cell phones that happened with Congressman Perry, there are how many members of the Pennsylvania state legislature that have faced the exact same thing? Abby? You need to unmute. You'll need to unmute. All right. <laughs> Sorry, there were 18 members, five from the Senate, the rest from the House. I believe Dave Zimmerman was the first one to, to have it happen. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and then it spread from from him to the others. Okay. And by the way, I, I just looked up the states as you were asking that. The states that have the Freedom Caucuses, we were the eighth one, but South Carolina, Georgia, um, Mississippi, Illinois, South Dakota, Arizona, Montana, uh, Wyoming. I'm not sure what the other one is. Okay, good, yes. good report. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. So, <laughs> Representative Zimmerman, you are so popular with the FBI, they came after your cell phone. Here we go again. Uh, why yes. did they do that? Well, I, I think I think what it's showing is how desperate they are. Um, you know, they're throwing this 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 large net to see who they can kind of. Uh, you know, kind of rope into, you know, their their whole agenda. And that is to silence, silence those of us that, you know, have continued to ask questions about the 2020 election. And it really goes back to that. That's the that's the crux of it. And so for for me, yeah, they they stopped they stopped at my house when I was on the road. And what I do with my cell phone, there is a way to turn turn off the tracking system. So they, they came to my house about the same time uh, they, they contacted Congressman Perry in New Jersey. It was about the same, it was the same day, about the same time. They came to my house and spoke to my wife and, and uh, she's not one that's gonna give you much information. So, <laughs> so they, uh, it, they basically spent all day tracking me down. I ended up at my office and I had my local police at my office when they showed up and and kind of a long story, but they tracked me all the way to State College where I was attending uh, a hearing at Penn State. And then after that, I was heading over to what was Ag Agriculture Progress Days in Pennsylvania that was in that same general area. But they did eventually track me down. And uh, and since that, they've, they've gone through my computer. Uh, they've gone through my cell phone. And, and so far, we've, uh, you know, not been not been called into a hearing, but that, that may still be on the horizon somewhere. How, how dare you in America have an individual thought contrary to the regime? And, uh, and so suddenly you're a suspect. I, I want to ask, uh, what, is, what recourse do you have in a moment like this? 
Well, very, very little actually. Now we have, I, I think, uh, some good legal counsel. At the same time, you know, it is a subpoena, so they, uh, you know, they can call. They could call us in. They could call us down to D.C. at any time. And, but in my case, I'm not convinced they want. They want to hear from me because they're not looking for truth, and so uh, they may. They may realize that I may tell the truth and that's not what they're looking for. So I think that's one reason I may not be called to, to Washington, but that could that could happen. Uh, any of those that have been subpoenaed, depending what what they found on our computers or depending what they found on our cell phones, uh, they might call us down there to answer some more questions. Mario, I'm gonna go to you for questions. And then Abby, <clears throat> there's undoubtedly some questions I should be asking the representative that you're going to want to ask. So I'll come to you if you have a question. Mario, let's go to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, when did you start the Freedom Caucus? And is there a group that's helping coordinate these at the state level? Yeah, so we we uh, we were down in Washington, D.C. in October and uh, had three days of training and, you know, working with uh, with the team in D.C. and and at that point, we we chose some leadership. I'm uh, I'm one of the whips, trying to help keep things organized. But uh, I, I think it's a great team, and we're on the same page. Uh, good, uh, you know, Christian men and women, and and uh, you know, all about freedom. Which today, you know, it it seems all those that are elected are either on one side or the other, on the side of control and growing government and or on the side of freedom and uh, how important that is and how appropriate to be named the Freedom Caucus. Um, if there are some people listening um, that are, are in state legislation or uh, know people and want to start a Freedom Caucus in their state, who can they get a hold of to start the process? Oh, yeah, they, they could contact myself. Uh, again, our... our, our uh, uh, leader would be uh, Representative Dawn Kiefer, and and assisting her would be Representative David Rowe. But any of us, myself, or any of those two, would be would be perfect. Abby, maybe you can get us that information for those that are interested um, to see if their state has a, fr a Freedom Caucus or um, start encouraging that to happen. Sure. Um, I guess my last question. I mean, uh, I. I, I was born in, in Cuba. Uh, we fled communist uh, Cuba when Castro took over my family uh, for freedom here for the American dream. Yeah. When I hear things like the targeting of the FBI and DOJ to a political uh, opponent, I, I, I can't get beyond that this is normal. I know nobody thinks it's normal, but I think this is very dangerous, very chilling to think that they could spy on just a political, uh, the, the, the other party. Um, how did you feel when that happened to you personally? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels, it really feels like, like we're being violated because, uh, you know, I, I, I did nothing wrong. So, so to, to, uh, to use the FBI to come after a state legislature, a state legislator, and and the hard reality, Mario, is my my job is to, uh, to represent constituents, represent the people, 
And, and so it's my job to be asking questions of government, of my own state government. You know, what are we doing and why are we doing it? Are the right kind of questions for me to be asking? And so for someone like an FBI to come after myself or my colleagues is, uh, is really abuse of power and abuse of government. Um, have, have, have there been any cases filed um, against the FBI for what they did? Is I mean, for sure, there's a whole bunch of constitutional violations, including the 10th Amendment. I mean, what right does the FBI go have to go into a state and start tampering with uh, the state legislators? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a great question, and I and many people are asking that very question. You know, how, by by what right, by what authority? <clears throat> and, and and our legal, my my legal counsel is saying, well, since I have this subpoena, you know, it limits my possibility of, of filing any kind of uh, a suit against uh, the FBI at this point. But you know, others could do that, but. You know, just by having this subpoena, as long as it's not completely settled, uh, it makes it more difficult for myself to to do anything beyond just cooperate with them in in many ways. Um, my last question to you or Abby: Do we know if there's been any other targeting of state legislators or federal legislators by the FBI in a similar fashion, other than those in in Pennsylvania? So Abby, I don't know what what you've heard, but I understand there's some in other states. I uh, uh, my good friend Mark Fitcham, and that was a state legislator in Arizona. Uh, he uh, also he had run for Secretary of State and and ended up losing that uh, 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 that election. However, there have been some in Arizona that have been subpoenaed as well, and I'm understanding Wisconsin, some several other states as well. So we're not, Pennsylvania is not alone. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, back to you, Jim. Uh, Abby, what questions should well, we ask? Okay, I'm just gonna tell you, I remember now the timing of the subpoenas happening. It was right after the Mar-a-Lago raid. So the FBI goes there, then they come at least to our legislators. And I got several calls from different legislators uh, and chiefs of staff when that was happening because they didn't even, at that point, they didn't trust the FBI. And I know Dave's uh, chief of staff called the police on the FBI because she didn't know how this was gonna go and if she could trust them. So just so you know the timing and how that was happening. Um, then a question, uh, Representative Zimmerman, if you can talk about it, we had a similar uh, struggle in Pennsylvania over who would be the Speaker of the House we had a um, strong caucus. You were all set with who you thought would come in. You had such unity. There's such a, a good leadership in the House among the caucus. Um, but do you want to tell, can you, can you say what happened and what's oh, happened yeah, since yeah. then? Yeah, and, and, and this is significant uh, for, you know, what, what just took place. So, so it's, so after November elections, you know, we end up uh, by law needing to be sworn in. It's generally that first Monday of, of January. In this case, it was Tuesday because they were celebrating, you know, uh, New Year's Day on Monday. So, so we're, 
we're in caucus. So all, all 101 of us Republicans are in caucus. And there was four individuals that were interested in speaker. And so we did votes among ourselves. And we had two moderates and two conservatives running. And so we ended up with a conservative that, uh, that uh, you know, was last man standing. And, and so we go up on the House floor. And, and keep in mind that the speaker election is done by both, uh, both parties, Democrat and, and Republican, on the House floor because, you know, the speaker has the gavel in charge of, of, of conducting the meetings themselves, and both, both parties are in the chamber. So we get up on the floor, and the first, first order of business is to elect a, a speaker. So we voted, and we thought all 101 are going to be voting for the uh, individual, uh, Representative Carl Metzger, that we had all agreed to. And we get up there, and our, our leadership team, there's seven of them, from the leader to the whip to policy chair and so on, there's seven of them, but all seven ended up voting for the Democrat. So we had one Republican running, they had a Democrat running, and our own Republican leadership voted for, for the Democrat. And what was interesting is, and what I was encouraged by, is the Commonwealth Prayer Caucus was was uh, at the Capitol that that morning, and uh, and Abby and the team were were diligently praying, and and it felt like uh, the right things were happening, and we 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 come out with a, a, an outstanding individual that we thought would would be our would be our uh, our speaker, and we end up with uh, with a Democrat. So now now what's happening is. There's there's lots happening after all of that. Uh, we we generally, you know, are sworn in, and the very next day, we uh, we're back on the floor. We're doing the people's business. We uh, we we first vote for a speaker, then we vote for rules, and then we uh, uh, we uh, we get back to you know doing doing that work, and and we also get assigned to committees. We uh, you know, all of those things happen. So here we are almost two weeks uh, following swearing in day and we, we have no rules, we have no committee assignments and there's really, really nothing happening at this point. So what we're trying to do is use our 101 majority at this point to, uh, to get back on the floor because we've even been locked off out of the floor. As house members, this new, uh, uh, this new speaker has locked the locked the doors to the floor and, and won't allow us on on the floor at this point. So, so what we're doing is we're we're working on on a on a letter that and with 101 of us, if 101 of us sign that, we should be able to get back on the floor and 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 do some you know do some business even without without the speaker. So what will happen though is the elections were so close that. We actually have three empty seats. And when those three empty seats are filled in a special election come the, uh, early February, those three seats will most likely be Democrat. That'll probably leave the Democrats with 102 to uh, Republicans at 101. And then they will have would have the speaker anyway. But we had so many things geared up to, 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 to accomplish these first few weeks in, in the new year several really good amendments uh, that were gonna be going uh, to the people, constitutional amendments that, 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 that go out and, and, be, and, and end up being on the ballot. 
and those were supposed to be on the ballot come come May. And one's voter ID, for example, there was a pro-life uh, amendment in there. Uh, there was some uh, regulatory uh, amendments, some really good amendments that were all going to be on the on the we hope it would all be on the May primary ballot. So with what's going on, that's probably not going to happen. None of none of those will, will actually take place. So so very concerning that our own leadership really betrayed the rank and file members is, is what took place. Because if that if if our leadership team did not want the person we chose among our own caucus, we should have went back in the caucus and again agreed on who who we could run instead of our lead, own leadership team do, betraying us on, 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 on the actual floor. So, so very concerned. Representative, I'm still catching my breath on what I thought you said, that 101 of you, are, you used the phrase locked out of the floor chamber. Do you yeah. mean that euphemistically or do you mean that literally? Literally, literally. Literally, the doors are locked and 101 of you can't get on the floor of the chamber? That's correct, that's correct. Um, and that's done by the speaker. The speaker, the speaker has a fair amount of, of, uh, of authority when it comes to the floor itself because the speaker's in charge of the floor activities. He, he's the one that calls the session days. He's the one that, that is really, you know, has the gavel. He's in charge of the, of the chamber itself. So he does have, you know, a significant amount of authority, but, but to have us locked off the floor is, uh, that those things don't happen. Those things should not happen. It's the people's house. Well, is the, is the I'm not here. You think the national media would be screaming this? Uh, I, I don't. I have not heard this before. Are you saying the entire Republican Party is locked out of the chamber of the House of Representatives for the state of Pennsylvania? I heard that you is right. correct. That's correct. And there is nothing you can do. There's no recourse. There's no it, legally anything you can do. So what we're what we're doing is we're 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 putting this letter together and and trying to get all 101 of us to sign that, which would which would be a majority, and that that would would force, in other words, we'd force ourselves onto the floor by having those kind of that kind of vote. Uh, but because we're not on the floor, we can't we can't vote on the floor. So we're 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 using this approach to get that 101 majority to get back on the floor. And we're hoping to do that on Tuesday because our new uh, governor is going to be sworn in that day and most members will be, you know, in the Capitol anyway. So that's, that's, that's our approach. It's a good thing that God gave you your personality and not mine. <laughs> my, my blood is at a low boil right now and I'm not even from Pennsylvania. Uh, this is incredulous to me. I would think even liberal media would be saying this is not right. Uh, Abby, I'll go to you. Abby, is what's happening around the state? What he's just reported. What what's being felt by the state of Pennsylvania? There's a lot of corruption. <laughs> There's a lot of corruption, um, and it needs to be exposed. And I mean, this is across the world. <laughs> There's a lot of corruption that's taking, that's usurping control that is not theirs. That's my perspective. But I, I like your reaction, Jim Garlow. <laughs> I think we need to get some media on this. 
Oh my goodness. I, I well, suppose it's unfortunate I that uh, I would be coming on the gallery and then jumping down off the balcony and, <laughs> and getting all kinds of trouble if I were elected representative. So there's 101 of you that can't even get in the chamber. Now, is he allowing, is this Democrat Speaker of the House allowing the Democrat members of the House access to the chamber? So, so the Democrats aren't, aren't going into the chamber either, but there, there's a couple, couple reasons for all of this is the, the new speaker um, supposedly had made some prom promises with our leadership team that he's now no longer upholding. And so, so the Democrats are also not going onto the floor because they don't wanna you know, have enough of their members on there to, in order to be able to do business. If, we, if there'd be a quorum, there could be business done. But uh, so they're not going on the floor either, even if they're you know, in, in the Capitol and if he would allow them to, to be on the floor, they're not, they're not on the floor. Well, just now we, we know how to pray. I, I, I'm a bit speechless. And that's rare for me. I'm a guy who, who generally has the words, but I'm speechless on this one. Uh, we're going to go right back to prayer. And uh, I, I think we'll, we'll roll it around with, uh, I'm going to have Abby, Dave, and Jerry pray again. But we'll start off first with, uh, with, with Greg Powell. On the, wait a minute. We've got a worship song to drop in here. I think I need a worship song, Alma, to bring down my blood pressure. And I don't even have a blood pressure problem. <laughs> but I might tonight hearing this. Uh, I feel like I'm back from Mario's, where he talked about communist Cuba right now, hearing reports of this. This is quite disturbing. So Alma, we need a worship song. And then we're going to go back into um, and prayer. And if, if I could have you, uh, Greg, if you'll unmute. Greg, you're from Florida. you gotta, you got to pray some Florida grace over <laughs> Pennsylvania. So we're asking I, I, will say, I will say this, Jim, just before we pray, is that there, there are calls for censoring our leadership, you know, from across Pennsylvania and just in recent days here, because it's just, it, it's kind of, the word's getting out there, even if the, the press, the media doesn't, doesn't pick up on it. And the other thing that's happening is there is some, some real uh, uh, push to do a vote of no confidence of our own leadership. So, so there'll be some more things happening here, but I think we need to pray to that end as well. Boy, you, you make what happened in Washington, D.C. last week sound like Sunday school uh, compared to Pennsylvania. This, this is incredible. Uh, just so people know, when a, when a person is elected to be a state representative like this, the, 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 the pay you get is not enough to cover you. You have to, you have, to have your own job and you have to juggle your own job with, with this new uh, role. How many months of the year are you meeting uh, at the state capitol? So the one thing that's that is a little bit different in Pennsylvania compared to some other states, uh, this is considered a full time legislature. And there's more of us, and and we we uh, uh, we generally are are in session every month except the years that we actually pass a budget on time, the end of June. We're generally not in in July or maybe early August, but uh, otherwise we're there pretty much year round. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep up to date with our latest episodes. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. 
For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.